Welcome to Thriving United. If you're an innovator, an entrepreneur, or someone who relentlessly pursues success, this is the place for you. Thriving United is a community formed with the sole purpose of inspiring and growing others. I dive deep into discussion through my podcast about relevant life skills, concepts, and ideas that I'm learning as I partake on my entrepreneurial journey. I hope to serve as an inspiration to everyone and show others that success comes through grit, hard work, and continuous self-growth. If you know that fulfillment in life is achieved when one lives curiously, learns continuously, and pushes relentlessly, then I invite you to join the community. Once you are a part of the community, please speak up. My desire is to start a discussion between all of us where we share our stories, give advice, and motivate others to keep grinding and keep growing. With that being said, let's thrive. up thrivers it's your boy gregory alexander here back with another one and today we're going to be doing something different this is the final episode in season one season two is coming shortly and this is going to be an episode that kind of gives you a taste of what season two is going to be like it's going to be much bigger it's going to be much better and today i'm going to be interviewing mr jonathan hall mr jonathan hall is not only a millionaire but he's also a keynote leadership speaker he travels around the country talking at conferences and working alongside Warren Woodward with life leadership. In this, in today's discussion, we go from his childhood, his decision not to go to college, paving his own path, the books he likes to read, and giving advice to the young entrepreneurs out there. So, without further ado, let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running. In this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your neck. We got five minutes for us to disconnect from all intellect and let the rhythm affect. Follow your intuition, free your inner soul and break away from tradition. Cause when we be out, girl is full of out. You wouldn't believe how we wow. Turn it till it's burned out, turn it till it's turned out. Act up from northwest east side. Everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get stoned, get it started, get it started. What's up, guys? Today I'm here with Jonathan Hall. Hey, Mr. Hall. If you just want to go ahead and uh, share a little bit more about what you do, uh, that'd be great. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you, Alex, for having me today. Uh, I guess um, I have I was an electrician by trade and learned the electrical field and then kind of got into the leadership and personal development through some friends of my family. And uh, now I have the privilege of of working with a guy by the name of Warren Woodward, who is the number 19 uh, leadership expert in the world, according to Inc. Magazine. And, and it's been just such a thrill to be able to work with uh, with individuals like that who have had so much success in their life. So glad to be on today. That's awesome, man. I'm glad to have you here on the show. So first question, 
what are the different opportunities that you've had in your life, either that you went and sought out after that you fought for, or the opportunities that came knocking on your door that you decided to take advantage of? And in those opportunities, how did you know which ones to take and which ones not to take? You know, that that's a really good question because I think that uh, very few times in your life do you have uh, situations where where great opportunities come knocking at your door. Um, and I think that for the most part, most people have to go out and look things. And, and so getting into the electrical field there, I, I love, there were parts of the, the industry that I really liked, but um, kind of like Chris Brady says, our CEO of life, he said, you know, being, being a, an electrician was great, but it was just kind of like wearing somebody else's shoe. It was, there were great parts to it. There were bad parts to it, but, and it, it provided a good lifestyle. And cause I was always taught to go to school, get good grades and get a good, safe, secure job. Well, over time, I realized that I just really wasn't designed and didn't want to live the nine to five, nothing wrong with that. I just wanted something else. And so through a couple different people and meeting a couple specific people, it led me to the leadership and personal development industry that I really got excited about. And uh, through through the company called Life, I started to learn. I spent uh, a lot of times and a lot of time in seminars and stuff like that. And the more I learned, the more I got hungry to learn more. And I remember Orrin telling me, he "said You know, you don't know what you don't know." And so the more I started to learn, the more excited I got about learning, especially with financial literacy and leadership and personal development. Um, it became a passion of mine. That's really great. So touching on something you said, you were talking about being an electrician. And I want to touch on something that kind of brings my this thought to mind. And you didn't go to college. And I'm curious why you didn't. Well, I um, it wasn't that I didn't make good grades in high school. I just... Um, Right after high school, I, I went out to work as an electrician. I enjoyed making money, and I just I saw a lot of my friends that uh, that were a little bit older than me. They had gotten degrees in college, and they couldn't they couldn't find careers in their the classes that they took for their degrees. They could they couldn't get out to the workforce and get degrees or get jobs uh, for what they went to school for. So watching those guys and gals that were older than me, I started to realize, you know what? There was a lot of people that went to school. And not knocking education at all. Um, I believe education is something that nobody can can take away from you. So not knocking college or anything like that. I just I started to really pay attention to the people because of the company and the association that I got around with with my parents and some of their friends at an early age. I started to realize that there was a lot of people out there that they spent a tremendous amount of money. They got into a lot of uh, debt, uh, student loan debt and stuff like that. And then coming out of college, they, they couldn't find career paths that they had studied for. So that it really kind of threw up a red flag for me. And of course, of course, that wasn't the situation for everybody. And I kind of wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to be in charge of my own path through life. And the more that I started to read um, the information that was given to me through these um, my mentors in my life, the more I started to listen to them and the more that I started to associate, I started to realize that these guys and gals um, that I had met, like Orrin and Lori Woodward and Chris and Terry Brady and Terry and Ann Franks and some of these other guys, I realized that they had the lifestyle that I really wanted. And 
So that made me kind of go a whole different direction than college. So they came into my life at a very pivotal point in my life. That's awesome, man. What a great answer. So you touched on something. You said something about your own path. Paving your own path is something that I talk about a lot on my podcast. And a lot of my listeners are younger. They're entrepreneurial-minded individuals, and they do want to pave their own path. They don't want to do what everybody else is doing, what society tells them that they should do. Rather, they want to pave their own path. So what do you say to those people? Uh, what are some actionable advice that you can give to the young adults of today? What can they do right now that will help them turn their goals into a reality? Well, I think the biggest thing is that they have to get a game plan to be number one. I, I remember the first uh, the first time that I heard Orrin ever tell me, he said, Jonathan, successful people in life, they define what they want. They learn from somebody that has the fruit on the tree and they just go out there and do it. And, you know, Alex, it's funny because I did it backwards. I learned how to do that job and it defined my lifestyle. It, defi- it defined when I could go to when I had to go to work, when I could take vacation where I could uh, take my vacation. It, it defined everything. In fact, it even, it defined so many things where in my life, it got to the point where money was so tight that I would literally put cheap the cheapest tires that I could put on my vehicle. Now think about it, with my wife and kids, they're, the, they're my most earthly price possessions that I have, right? And I would put the cheapest tires that I could find on a vehicle because of money. And so I remember just thinking that I didn't want to be defined by time and money. And so when I met Orrin and Lori, and they really started to teach me that uh, that you really could have time and money, but you have to know what you want. And so for me, it was the lifestyle that we wanted, not just, not just millions and millions of dollars, but also the time to be able to do the things that are the most important in your life. And so that's really what what changed everything for me was being able to define what I wanted. The hardest part is actually learning from somebody from the tree. But if you can get them to teach you exactly what they did, then you can just go do what they did. So that was a huge part in um, in changing the way that I thought about where I wanted to go. That is really interesting to me. You touched on a point where you said you have to define what you want. And I think that is really hard for some people, people like me, I know I struggled with that. From an early age, I was asked what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I think many people are, but I think that's really odd because as as a child, how do you know what you really want to do? You haven't experienced life yet, and so you might have some passions, some people have ambitions, but for some people, they don't really know what they want to do. And so how do you go about defining something when you don't know what you want to do? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, it, it's kind of crazy because uh, in the beginning, I didn't know exactly what I wanted. Uh, I can remember getting out of high school and and uh, getting into the workforce and stuff like that. And people always ask me growing up, what, what do you want to be? And kind of like you, I really didn't know. And it was strange because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew what I didn't want to do. I hope that makes sense because I knew that I wanted to be successful, but but be, success is defined. Everybody defines success a different way. So you got to – I remember um, listening to a talk that Orrin gave one time, and he said, you know, when you're, when you're really trying to – everything that you do revolves around a goal or a dream. What, what, 
what do you see your perfect day being like? It was the hardest part for me was trying to figure out really what I wanted to do in my life. And and I think for most people, the issue, people, they don't really know what they want, but maybe they were like me. I just knew what I didn't want. I looked at a bunch of friends that I had and I said, I just don't want that. Nothing wrong with it. I just didn't want to live paycheck to paycheck. I didn't want to always have to put work number one. I wanted to live a life of my priorities and not my obligations. I hope that makes sense because uh, sometimes it's, it's really hard to to define what it is. And I think a lot of times that if you're chasing just the material possessions, what you're going to find is that once you start to achieve just the material possessions in life, um, you're going to find that that's going to get kind of shallow because there will always be something else. And once you once you achieve one thing, then it's over. Lawrence Sanders said, he said, once a dream is achieved, it dies. And so you always need to have another goal set before you hit the one that you're running for. And in a lot of the material possessions, uh, while they're nice and glamorous and fun and it's a whole, it's really all the toys and stuff like that. But I think what really motivates people is is purpose. Right. And to have a passion for what you do. And and so whatever whatever it is that 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 you would like to have, it, just just make sure that you're passionate about it because there'll be good times and bad times. And if you're not passionate about what you do, sometimes the tough times will you know, and you can you can read any bio, Alex, of any any professional athlete or anybody who achieved greatness in their field. And it's pretty cool because Everybody will start out with having this great big dream. That's what makes every great movie good is they have a dream, they go through a big struggle, and then they get their victory. But without that that beginning dream of one, I think that's where everything starts. So sometimes people know exactly what they want. Sometimes it takes a while to figure that out. And so maybe, maybe you already know um, what you want. For me, that was the hardest part, though, and I, I had to what I didn't want. And I remember I had a mentor in my life. He said, Jonathan, he said, if you know what you want out of life, make sure that you're doing um, doing the things that get you what you want out of life. I think so many people, they have goals, dreams uh, that they want to achieve, but their daily habits don't, don't reflect what they want. And so success is made up in your, your everyday habits. Great stuff, Mr. Hall. You brought up two very important things that I wanted to dive into a little bit more. You discussed dreams, and I think a lot of people say you should dream, but you know, be realistic. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on dreaming in general. Can you dream too big? <laughs> um, you know, I, I I don't believe so, Alex. I think that's how everything that we see today, um, everything that you see today, somebody told somebody that it couldn't be achieved, that they couldn't do it. Records are meant to be broke. Um, and I think that that's what defines um, greatness. So I don't believe that you can't ever dream too big. Um, and I think that if you ask the people who have a tree, ultra success in any field, I think they would probably give you the same answer that that no, you can't dream too big. 
I absolutely love that answer. So the second thing I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into was your mention of habits. And I was curious if you could share one of your personal habits that you believe has attributed to your personal success. Oh, if I had to just pick one that helped me out the most would probably be reading. Reading from books, um, whether it's bios or success or, or whatever field you're going into, What's crazy about a book is that you can take somebody's, you can take somebody who has studied a field for, let's say, almost a hundred years, and they they took it and they wrapped it all for fifty or sixty years of experience, and they wrapped it up into a couple sheets of paper that you can learn in a couple hours, right? So I believe that that all leaders are readers, but not all readers are leaders. You with me? So I'm not talking about books that that um, that don't that don't bring you closer to what you're defining um, that you want out of life. It, it's books that's going to lead you in that area. And so I, I think reading would probably be the number one thing. I love that. Um, something that I really love is reading as well. And I am curious because I know I struggle with this when I'm reading a book. And that is retaining information that I read. Whenever I read a book, I might only retain 10% of what I read. And so then I feel like I've wasted some time reading some of it. But I'm curious uh, if you have any practices that you do to help you retain more information and apply those things that you've learned um, so they stick with you. So how do, how do you retain that information better? Um, for me, Alex, I think that a lot of times... I know you can uh, you can do e-reads and all that kind of stuff. For me, I like to get physical books so that as I'm reading them, I I, I go in and I highlight the book. I make notes on the book, on the back of the book. And so I'm making notes as I go. I, re- I remember Oren telling me, said, Jonathan, you don't read a book just to say that you read it. You read it to become it, especially in the leadership in that, in that field. So as you're learning it, you want to devour the book. I I hate to say this, but in the beginning when I first started to read, I literally would would pull two or three sheets out of a book and and I would read those three pages and then I'd throw them away. And the next day I'd take another three sheets, I'd rip them out the book and I'd away. And that's terrible because I destroyed books, but that's how I started to uh, to read. And eventually I quit tearing up books and started reading cover to cover. And so that's that's kind of how I do. I, I highlight them. I take notes for a back and stuff like that. That's some solid advice. Thank you for that. And for all the book lovers out there, the readers, what is a really good book that has helped you out a lot in your life and that you would recommend to the entrepreneurs of today, the young adults of today that are seeking to gain their influence and learn how to be a leader? What is a really good book that you really resonate with and that you would like to um, share with others so they can pick it up? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I do enjoy reading now, but I, mean, I um, went when I was, it's, I have some great parents and they taught me so much growing up. My dad, my dad actually paid me to read books whenever I was in high school. I started to read great books like the magic of thinking big. Um, I started to read books like How to Have Confidence and Power with People, How I Raise Myself from Failure to Success in Selling. I read books like Personality Plus and stuff like that. But I, I think one of the one of the best books that I read on leadership was actually Orrin Woodward and Chris Brady's book, 
Leadership Revolution. I refer back to that book so much. It's helped me so much uh, as far as uh, if you're looking to be an entrepreneur, the way they break down the steps, the way they break down leadership in, their, in that book, it's it's absolutely incredible. And so that would probably be the number one book that I had to recommend. Awesome, man. Thank you for that. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. And for the listeners, uh, if you want to check out this resource, I will definitely be leaving that in the show notes. uh, So you can just follow that link and check out the book. Um, Also, uh, for the listeners out there that want to get in contact with you, Mr. Hall, how can they do that? How can they reach you? Oh, well, I can uh, I can always be reached uh, via email at jhall 133 at cox.net. Yeah, that's pretty much the easiest way to get in touch with me. Thank you, Mr. Hall. Uh, for the listeners, uh, that will also be in the show notes as well. And we're going to be wrapping up this show soon, Mr. Hall. Uh, so if you have any closing remarks, if you have any final bit of advice, uh, encouragement, etc., for the entrepreneurs out there, the doers, uh, what would that be? After you define your dream, just go after it. Don't let anybody tell you uh, that you can't have something that that uh, that you really want. Because just remember, I remember uh, I read a book one time and it said that Walt didn't. Every time Walt Disney had a great idea, he would ask all of his friends what they thought, and they th- if they thought it was a bad idea, he would do it. And so, I think the biggest thing that um, that most people have got to to come to grips with is that the road to success is not a very um, well-paved road, right? You're going to have to, I remember Oren telling me, he said, Jonathan, you're going to have to do things that other people aren't willing to do if you want to have and be where other people can't. That's always stuck with me because I always knew that I wanted to, it was never the work. I was, I was always willing to do the work. I just wanted to, I just wanted to to reap what we sowed, and so make sure that that you're involved in an arena, or, or if what you're going after uh, is going to make, just make sure that it's going to get you the results that you want. Thanks, Mr. Hall. I absolutely resonate with that to my core. Um, just defining something and then going to do it, and realizing that you can pave your own path, but that path is gonna be bumpy it's not gonna be paid perfectly the first go around and just realizing that it's gonna take a lot of trial and error but determination and willpower and grit hard work and continuous self-growth to allow you to do that and so i thank you for sharing your thoughts with me today and sharing your thoughts with the listeners i know they'll gladly um take this in and use it for themselves and hopefully that they all benefit from your wisdom Uh, i just want to say thank you again for taking this time to speak with me and discuss some of these things It's been a pleasure, man. I hope you have a great day. My pleasure, Alex. Great talking to you.
subscribers. I just want to say thank you once again for listening. Like I said, this is the final episode of Season 1. Season 2 is going to be a lot like this, full of interviews of amazing individuals, young entrepreneurs. I can't wait to share those interviews with you guys. So look forward to that. That'll be starting next week, Season 2 kicking off. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play Music, don't forget to rate and review. That'll help this show rank. If you're listening on the website, please feel free to leave a comment and join the forum. Join the discussion. And with that said, keep grinding, keep growing, let's thrive, and let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and 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 in this context, there's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect from all intellect and let the rhythm affect. You lose the inhibition, follow your intuition, free your inner soul and break away from tradition. Cause when we be out, girl is pulling me out, you wouldn't believe how we wow. We burn it till it's burned out, turn it till it's turned out, act up from northwest east side. Everybody, everybody, let's get into it, get stoned, get it started, get it started. Soul. Don't move too fast, people just take it slow. Don't get ahead, just jump into it. Y'all hear about it, the peas will do it. Get started, get stupid. Don't worry about it, people will walk you through it. Step by step like an infant new kid. Inch by inch with a new solution. Transmit hits with no delusion. The feeling's irresistible and that's how we move it. Everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get stupid, get started, get started. Time your can't stand still, just and bang your spine. Just bob your head like me, Apple D. Up inside your club or in your belly. Get messy, loud and sick. Your mind fast, no more on another head trip. So come down now, do not correct it. Let's get ignorant, let's get hectic. Everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get stupid, get started, get started.
running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running.